Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to this edition of the At Home with Debbie Rule program. We've got a great show for you. We're going to be continuing our discussion on Back to School 2020. If you haven't had an opportunity to have input on tonight's program and you would like to text us, you can. Any of your thoughts or concerns, 325-428-6145. That's 325-428-6145. And um, if you were listening tonight, you can also interact with our Facebook page, At Home with Debbie Rule. We are happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration, but most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say, I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. We'll be back. I love MediShare because they protect and respect life. MediShare is community. MediShare is affordable. MediShare is biblical. MediShare is uplifting. MediShare is family. Faithful. MediShare is hope. It's love. Learn how thousands of Christians can help you save on your health care. Call 844-74-BIBLE. MediShare, affordable, biblical health care. That's 844-74-BIBLE. The Haven Family Shelter is a domestic violence and sexual assault shelter that serves men, women, and children who are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault in Mason, Menard, McCullough, Kimball, Concho, and surrounding counties. The Haven is dedicated to ending domestic violence and sexual assault. The Haven provides services such as 24-hour crisis intervention and hotline, 24-hour accompaniment for medical, law enforcement, or criminal justice. They provide legal advocacy, individual counseling, and the Haven is active in public education, prevention, and community awareness. Support your local domestic violence and sexual assault programs. Speak up about the abuse. Educate yourself and others. Help a friend in need and set an example. For more information on how you can help, call the Haven at 325-597-7644. Together, we can end domestic violence and sexual assault. Home is where the heart is, or is it? Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge. We have some answers for you right here on 95.3 and CanyonRadio.com. Join Debbie Rule every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for insights on how to live life more abundantly. At Home with Debbie Rule is your opportunity to call in and get simple answers and share stories. At Home with Debbie Rule, Sundays from 6 to 7 on Caniel 95.3 and CanielRadio.com. Get the answers you need to find your heart at home. Well, welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. This is Thoughts from Home. If you thought one semester of remote learning was unbearable, get ready for round two. As coronavirus cases continue to spike throughout the U.S., many schools and universities are taking the precaution of continuing virtual learning throughout the fall in order to ensure social distancing and limit the number of students on campus. 
The rules for each school vary as some schools are completely online, while others are adopting the hybrid model that consists of both in-person and online coursework. Some universities are allowing only first-year students to return, while others are eliminating on-campus housing completely for the fall. High school and college seniors face losing their last year of based on COVID-19, and five-year-olds are missing the exciting first day of kindergarten. So with many students starting the school year from home, on campus, and doing the hybrid method, parents might be wondering, how can I make the best of the situation? Well, continue to count down. If your child is doing online or in person, the first day of school is something your child should happily anticipate. Start counting down the days with excitement, whatever choice you've made for your child to return to on campus or online. This is a great way to help your child have good memories of their first day of their school career. Well, and if you have a senior this year, rent a professional camera or hire a photographer to take your kids' senior portraits from home. Whether it be formal or casual, you can take some nice photos outside in your backyard or keep it traditional and use the backdrop indoors to shoot your senior's most memorable last year. And with no sports, in some areas, clubs, or student gatherings this fall, school yearbooks will be looking pretty empty. So start compiling those new and old photos of your child into a printed or virtual photo album to keep track of all your memories. Get creative with memory boards, display tables, or even scrapbooks. Even though classes are online, you're still going to want to remember your child's first day. So try making a sign or a board for your child to hold in that special first day of school photo outside. You can write your student's age, school name, birthday, favorite color, or anything cute to remember this unconventional day. There are so many variations of first day of school photos to choose from. Indoor-outdoor combos, framing with social media, banners, chalkboards, homemade bulletin boards, change of scenery for the first and last day, and letter boards. Decorating your new college dorm room well, might not be possible this year, but personalizing your school locker might not either. Instead, surprise your student with a bedroom makeover for their new virtual learning experience. Parents make sure their children have ample workspace for their digital services de devices. But a new outfit for the first day of school? Hmm, even if you're doing on school, uh, online school at home that new outfit can make it special. Just because classes are online doesn't mean your student shouldn't stop. An iconic back-to-school tradition. While you're hitting the back-to-school sales, let your child choose some trendy special outfits for their first day of school. Having a new outfit can be a huge motivator that will get your child in the back-to-school spirit. More, how to start traditions to make the first day of school a special treat? Well, pack a special lunch. Without cafeteria food, your child has the opportunity to eat some delicious homemade lunches. Easy and special meals such as sandwiches, pasta salads with meat or veggies rolled up, cold cuts, and string cheese, and yogurt and fruit. They're all favorites. Don't forget a note in the lunchbox to make the experience more special. And arrange a surprise visit from that school supply fairy. Yes, even if you're going to be home and doing school online or whether you choose to be on campus, you'll want to have new school supplies, new scissors, crayons, markers, and other school supplies make a child feel special when they have those new things to get excited about. Well, another activity that you might want to try is have a show-and-tell dinner. Let your children share their favorite toy or memento of their dinner table at the substitute for the traditional school time. Tell us what you did today. 
One example, let your child pick one piece of artwork that they completed during the week and explain the importance of the work during the family dinner or after. Balance the virtual learning with some fun in the sun. Sidewalk chalk art and backyard scavenger hunts will help your family bond. You can even plan your own family field trips and take a walk to a different part of the neighborhood or visit parks you haven't been to in a while. And to end the day, well, there's no better way than with homemade treats. After a long day of staring at the computer screen, your child most certainly will appreciate a plate full of fresh brownies or homemade chocolate chip cookies. You know what's even better is if you can spend a few minutes allowing your child to help make those homemade treats by measuring, mixing, and pouring. With your little one to make a little chemistry and fraction practice a little more fun. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of At Home with Debbie Rule. We'll be back. The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that support the mission of The Haven. 4K Land and Cattle, 303 Ranch, Back on Your Feet, and Bob Moore Tire. The mission of The Haven is to reduce the incidence and the impact of domestic violence and or sexual assault in McCullough, Mason, Menard, Kimball, and Concho counties and the surrounding areas by providing services and support that empower victims to rebuild their lives and regain their dignity within a safe and caring community. Summer is almost here, and do you want that beach tan without going to the beach? Well, we've got a little bit of the tropics for you right here. Cuts and Such has one month of unlimited tanning for the low price of $45. That's right, one month of unlimited tanning for $45. Cuts and Such is open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, and Saturday, 9 to noon, for your tanning convenience. No need to make an appointment. Just walk in and experience the newest, hottest tanning beds around. Cuts and Such is located at 1904 South Bridge, so stop by today. Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge, and we have some answers for you right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Join me, Debbie Rule, every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule. And this week on the program, we'll be talking about back to school. Join us this week, Sunday at 6 o'clock, right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com for At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. everyone. It's great to have you back at school again. But as you know, we still have a problem with the coronavirus, so we need to be careful. Corona is a virus that can make people ill. If someone who is ill coughs over you or shakes your hand, they can pass on the virus. But we can protect ourselves. It's very important that we wash our hands well when we come in from outside, after going to the toilet, before meals, and after blowing our noses, we have to wash our hands with soap and water. We cough and sneeze into our elbows to stop the virus from spreading. Don't share your morning snacks with other children. When greeting one another, we say hello or wave, but we don't shake hands. You're not allowed to get too close to your teachers. We have to keep our distance. It's very important that you listen to what your teachers have to say about the coronavirus. Everything's a bit different at school at the moment. But together, we're strong and we'll get through it. Well, welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. 
where we are continuing our discussions tonight on Back to School. So we are very excited to be with you tonight. And joining me tonight on the program is my wonderful husband, Rudy Rule. How are you tonight, Rudy? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Getting in that back to school spirit, whether it's going to be online or at home or a little of both or what you might be doing. And so we talked uh, at length last week about some things uh, to consider when you're making the decision to send your child back to school. And so uh, a lot of things to think about. Parents have pretty much made the decision now. But, you know, things change daily oh, with our uh, with the number of cases and, and um, you know, numbers changing. And so I think just looking at your area and uh, a lot of more crowded uh, metropolitan areas may not want to, may have a little bit different concerns than we have here in a smaller community. Um, not minimizing that we're not concerned, but we just don't have the number of people uh, where there's overcrowded conditions. So uh, we're a little bit more blessed to be able to social distance without having to run into somebody. And, you know, um, so it's it's a little bit better if you plan to send your child to school. And then, you know, a lot of people are choosing to opt out and, and just stay home and do online schooling. Well, everything's better in Brady. So going to school in Brady is actually better, too. But what a challenge. My goodness. Everyone involved is challenged, even all the way down, as you mentioned, to the kindergartners. Mm-hmm. What a challenge it is. Uh, the school administrators, school board, teachers, principals, staff, faculty. Who's going to get to work? Who's not going to get to work? Ah, it's just, and, you know, it's, uh, we kind of had a little bit of experience with it last year, right around spring break when they decided to, extend spring break and then stop attending school altogether and do it at home. Mm -hmm. But this will be the first time to start the school year this way. Mm -hmm. And boy, it's just a challenge. And parents, I think, probably feel it more than anybody. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we've had a question uh, of the day on our KNEO website knlradio.com. We have a question of the day. It's located on the home page, and uh, they're always very timely, relevant questions to what is going on in our society at the time. And so the question that's been on for uh, a little while now is uh, with schools getting ready to start, some have already, how safe do you feel about sending kids back? Now, in the beginning, it was kind of split Uh, between those that were concerned and those that were ready to go back to school. And so as we've had kind of a spike in um, cases, and and that's kind of changed in our area a little bit too, um, the, the, and so tonight doing our program, we're going to focus a little bit more on homeschooling, staying at homeschooling, doing the hybrid both or whatever you're going to do, because it looks like the results now, this is not scientific, as Mr. Lynn would always say, this is just an opportunity for you to go on and share your opinion and see what other people think as well. But the question was, again, with schools getting ready to start again, how safe do you feel about sending kids back? The first thing was very safe. I'm not really concerned. That's 22%. And that was uh, kind of running half and half with this last question. Not at, I mean, uh, opinion, not at all safe. Don't really want to send my kids back. Is now at 
So 57.2% are saying that they really don't think it's safe. They don't want to send their kids back. Now uh, down is uh, very safe and not really concerned at 22%. And then some at uh, 20% say safe but still have some concerns and reservations. So um, I guess, it, you know, it's not really split, but you've got about 42% that are uh I feel it's safe or they have some concerns or reservations versus the 57% now that feel like it's not safe at all and they don't want to send their kids back. So things are changing, and I don't know if that's just because there's a rise of cases in Texas, but there's also been a rise of cases in children from the schools that have already reopened in other states. And they're seeing some outbreaks with kids. And so this has gotten everybody kind of shaken up because kids are not supposed to get it. And if you look at the numbers, it's a very, very small percentage. And so with anything, you know, you're going to have some. Um, but but that may have rattled some people. Well, you know, recently... Uh... Was it the Ohio governor was tested positive for corona? He was supposed to meet with the president, and in three subsequent tests, he's tested negative. And they said the original test was a less expensive, uh, more recent test that they're using that has more false positives. And so, uh, you know, there's so much information and misinformation, and parents are... When you're talking to a parent about their child, that's their child you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really concerned with what's going on everywhere else. What's going on that's affecting my children? That's what I'm concerned about. So, you know, for the experts, so-called experts, to come out and say, well, you know, children are uh, less susceptible. They handle it much better. Uh, they're really not at risk. Well, you know, you're not talking about your kids. You're talking about my kids. Mm-hmm. Well, and so, what if you have the one child that doesn't bounce back from yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it's 100% you, you know. for you. So. Yeah. Um, although the um, American Academy of Pediatricians has uh, advised and said that children learn best when they are in school. However, returning to school in person needs careful steps in place to keep students safe and um so, but they are encouraging kids to go back to school. They said that schools and families should prepare uh, to also go back to virtual learning. Um, and, and you know, that's something to think about. We're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. But um, schools can shut in a day just like they did before. Sure. Uh, so you need to be prepared for that. What's your plan B? If you plan to send your child to school um, here or you have sent your child to school, do you have a plan B? if things change and the schools close uh, because you're going to find yourself in the situation you found yourself back in March where you're kind of thrown into a situation. Um, Ten things that you can do to manage your COVID-19 symptoms at home while you're um, sending your kids to school and you're going to be a little bit more cautious. You're going to be watching yourself and your kids a little bit more for symptoms because they're going to be going out into the schools. And, um, but, you know, if you have any symptoms at all, you need to stay home. Your child needs to stay home. You need to take seriously that 14-day quarantine, especially if someone's tested positive. Um, you know, get rest and stay hydrated. Monitor your symptoms. Also call a health care provider if you need one. Um, cover your cough and your sneezes. Wash your hands. 
often. Can't say that enough. Wash your hands often uh, for at least 20 seconds with uh, soap that's at least 60% alcohol. Also stay in one specific room away from other people and share. don't share the bathroom. That's always a good way to not spread. Um, avoid sharing personal items and be sure that you do a lot of cleaning on all the surfaces. And you know, there's parents out there that if heaven forbid their child gets it and they're a small child, they're going to be handling that child. And so, you know, you've just, you've opened yourself up. You can't just go put your child in another room and say, use this room in this bathroom and mommy will be back, you know, in 14 days. But, um, but you know, you're going to be caring for that child. And so you've got to care for yourself, I think, even a little bit more. Make sure that you're washing your hands and that you're not um, putting your hands to your face or your mouth or anything after you've dealt with your child. And, and, you know, not making them feel like they're being punished by putting away somewhere. You know, they, they don't feel good. And when kids don't feel good, they want their parents. And it's always wise to just have one parent care for a sick child rather than both. Just in case that parent comes down with it, you've got a backup Boy, person. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. but And that happens. You know, uh, flu has been bad in Brady over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, some schools in the area have closed because of the number of flu cases. And so we've never reacted to flu like we are to the coronavirus. And I think the statistics for the age group of oh, 04 to 18, the statistics are so good. Mm-hmm. And it is so much better. Uh, most people, I was going to say everybody, but most people would agree that going to school is a better alternative than homeschooling or schooling at home. Uh, and there's a whole lot of uh, things that aren't measurable for children. They get fed better. They get social interaction they get to be out and about, and they socialize. And there's just so many aspects of it that are positive. And so to make the decision not to have school or let your child go to school, that's a very difficult decision. Yes. And the thing that we run into is that there are some lower-income kids and children that are just a little more underprivileged that don't have the same options uh, that some other kids have. And so they have um, don't have the ability or the resources to do the home at school. They also do not have um, the meal, like you said. They get uh, better meals when they're at school, which although they are not going on campus, they're still uh, allowed to receive the school meals that they provide for them so you need to check out how to receive that if you're keeping your child home because they are entitled to that and so uh you know it's just it's just there's pros and cons on both sides uh and so you just have to really weigh it out and say what is best for my situation and uh, maybe you know uh you have to do a little of both uh, at home and at school and you know there's going to um, you got to be prepared because if they decide to close again, then they're going to be home. Okay. On the one hand, if you decide, I mean, one extreme to the other, you send your kids to school and uh, take whatever comes. That's one extreme. The other extreme is you set out for a year 
or until they have a vaccine. So, you know, what's the pros and cons? If you sit out for a year, you can make that up over time. Seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can catch up quickly. Uh, That year out is difficult. There's no doubt about it. Uh, But it's a viable option for some. And going back to school uh, is a viable option, I feel like, for almost everyone. It really is a viable option. As you said, they can uh, change in the middle of the day and say, you know what, parents come and get your kids. We're shutting down. We've had an outbreak. We've got a hot spot. All of these different things. And so you talk about something that's being closely monitored, closely watched, closely evaluated, and has a lot of focus on it. So I feel pretty comfortable, but again, I'm not sending a child to school. And if any parent doesn't feel comfortable, that is absolutely fine and acceptable. Don't let me change your opinion. But on the other hand, parents that want to send their kids to school should not be ostracized in any way, shape, or form. It's Statistics show that it's really not a risk. Mm-hmm. It's a very low risk, very, very, very low risk to send your kids to school from kindergarten all the way through senior and high school. And um, that's there's been doctors that have come out and said that. There's been people that have said that. And then, of course, there's on the other side. So you don't know who you're going to believe, and you don't know what you hear. But certainly um, you don't want to make that decision lightly. And a lot of people have already made that decision on based on, uh, school starting already. Some have already started. Some are scar- starting this week and so or next week. So whatever your decision is uh, to keep your child home or to send them, you still need to um, be concerned with the fact that it's out there and protect yourself and protect your family. And so, um, you know, we are going to be coming into flu season. And there is a difference between the flu and the coronavirus, although they do have some very similar symptoms. Uh, It's best to have your child tested. You know, when you think you've got a child that's got the flu, they go get tested for that as well. Um, So, you know, you're going to be dealing with that as well. But hopefully, uh, because we're doing some of these safe things um, due to the COVID-19 with social distancing, wearing masks and washing our hands and, you know, practicing these good health habits, Maybe we'll have a less, a lesser amount of uh, flu and other things that go around for the winter too, because it can only be positive when we practice those things. I mean, they may sound silly to some of us. I don't want to wear the mask. Kids don't want to wear masks. But you know, it might reduce a lot of the other illnesses that we have coming into the winter months as well. And you know, regarding a flu vaccine, I've talked to people that get it every year. They've never had a reaction to it, and they've never had the flu since they started taking it. And they take the flu vaccine every year. I talk to other people that don't take the flu vaccine. They did it once, got the flu, felt terrible, almost died. The stories are horrific, and they're never going to take another flu vaccine. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's different. They talk about um, the coronavirus, how your blood type makes you more susceptible. I guess A minus. A negative. A negative. Mm -hmm. is the i don't i'm not even going to say because i'm not sure but i'm a positive and i'm a little bit more at risk than some other blood mm. types so really i haven't heard that well you can't keep up with everything that's coming out mm-hmm. i mean everybody's got a theory 
And really, has it been a, around that long for us to really be able to watch it and see if that's really true? Well, I know, mean, things might be coincidental, or it might be a, a fact. I they, don't know. They you say know. that the coronavirus has been around for decades, and so it's been existent in animals for decades, and all of a sudden it gets released to humans. That adds to the whole conspiracy theory about what actually happened in that laboratory. So it's well, just crazy. We've only been watching it, though, recently, so as far as in humans. So we don't really know what causes and what doesn't. But back to school, uh, do your best to just keep your child uh, safe. And, again, if they, do, are, if they are showing symptoms, keep them home. Uh, it, it's always best to be safe than sorry. And um, so if you have any concerns... Um, and I'm sure that the schools are going to be understanding. They're not going to want you to send your child sick. So keep them at home and um, call the doctor. And you don't have to rush down there, but call and just say these are what's going on. And they'll advise you on what you need to do. And even if you're staying at home, um, you're still going to want to practice some of these same things when you're out and about. So we're going to be back for the second half of At Home with Debbie Rule. We're continuing our discussion on back to school. Uh, some people have, um, um, opinions have changed a little bit, especially on our question of the day on our KNEL website. Uh, 22% of people are saying that they feel like it's safe and they're not really concerned. 20% of people have answered that they feel like it's safe, but they have some concerns and reservations. It's up to 57.2% saying that they are not, that they do not feel like it's safe and they don't really want to send their kids back. So things are changing daily as it has to do with the coronavirus. So we're just trying to stay up with it and give you the information the best that we can. And so tonight we'll be back for the second half to continue our discussion on back to school and how we should do it. Stay tuned. There's lots more to come right here on At Home with Debbie Rule. We'll be back. When you think of sinfully nice foods, what comes to mind? Cakes, pies, breads, and sweetbreads? Sinfully Nice Foods is not only sinfully delicious, but has made-to-order sugar-free and gluten-free products available as well. Sinfully Nice Foods is a new home business with baked goods that can be a special order for almost any party, event, or just because you want to be a little sinful yourself. Sinfully Nice Foods is certified with the Food Handlers Program and is ready to meet your needs for your baked goods. So the next time that you need a cake, pie, homemade breads, and rolls, give Cynthia a call at 325-456-7740. That's 325-456-7740. Sinfully Nice Foods, it will always leave you wanting more. The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that support the mission of The Haven. James Long Real Estate, Riata River Ranch, RES, and At Home with Debbie Rule. The mission of The Haven is to reduce the incidence and the impact of domestic violence and or sexual assault in McCullough, Mason, Menard, Kimball, and Concho County. The Haven provides services and support that empower victims to rebuild their lives and regain their dignity within a safe and caring community.
Now that the foster child I was working with has been reunified with his family, I realized that the hardest part wasn't that bittersweet day I had to say goodbye. It wasn't the time spent with social workers, attorneys, and others to make sure he had what he needed to succeed. It wasn't learning how to advocate for a child in foster care and how to navigate the system. The hardest part was realizing I had what it took to become a CASA volunteer. Make a difference in a child's life by visiting becomeacasa.org. Every child has a chance. It's you. Brought to you by Texas CASA. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. This is our second half of our program. We're going to be talking about um, back to school. We've been talking about that last week, and we're continuing on this week. And we also uh, posted a back to school giveaway on our Facebook page. And so if you like, commented, or shared on that post, then your name went into a drawing, and we will have a winner at, uh, towards the end of our program for that back to school giveaway. It's filled with some couple of backpacks and some uh, snacks and um, school supplies and some things like that. So whether you're choosing to stay home in school or homeschool or go to on-campus school, there's things in there that you can use and um, that the kids will enjoy. So we thank everyone for participating in that and for listening to our program. And we'll announce that winner a little bit later on before we close our program for tonight. So uh, back to some of the issues that we were talking about as far as the back to school um, during the coronavirus. There's been a lot of things to consider that parents have had to consider. And so um, it's been a challenge to try to figure out what's best for your family and what you want to do in order to send your kids or keep them at home. What are your thoughts, Rudy? Send your kids or keep them at home. You know, I was just looking at the Department of Education plan for sending kids back to school safely, preparing for a return to school. They're talking about bubbling up with other families to go shopping together. There's just so many ideas that schools are coming up with to keep kids safe. Uh, I really feel like, you know, the herd immunity is so important to dealing with coronavirus going forward. Uh, you can take the approach that you're going to get it sooner or later. Better to get it sooner than later. Get it now and get it out of the way. Get moving forward instead of waiting to get it. I would just... Uh, you know, it's just hard to it's hard to comment. I don't have children going to school. My grandsons, I would feel like the best place for them is in school, and we would certainly monitor and watch and do everything we could. And, you know, there are some positive byproducts of this whole process. It's like you said, these children have learned how to wash their hands, how to not touch things, how to not pick things up and put them in their mouth, how to uh, keep sanitation and sanitary uh, practices, and so there's good that, are, that is coming out of it, and we're going to move forward and get through it. And I think ever a lot of folks have really uh, had great attitudes about it, and I think parents that want to send their kids to school should feel relatively comfortable in all mm -hmm. seriousness. And, you know, I... Um I I was one of those that was just an advocate for sending your kids and that I feel like that mentally they need to be in school. It's uh, better for them all around, not just academically. 
Um, but some kids, you know, learn better at home, and some kids they have done better at home. Some sure. kids that are very um, need that challenge, and parents have worked with them a little bit more. Some um, it's not been so good because they do need a challenge, and parents have done just what they could do to get by because that's the best that they could do with everything else they were juggling. Um, but if you've got a child that um, was able to excel because you were at home and they weren't in a classroom with a bunch of other kids and you were able to do extra activities with them and things like that, then sometimes, you know, you might look at that and say, well, you know, my child finished out the year really strong and um, this homeschooling thing or homeschool stay at home school, uh, which there's different, you know, there's homeschooling, which people get their own curriculum and they teach homeschool. And then stay at home school is where you're provided the materials from the school. It's like you're in school, but you're just not going to the school building. So there is a difference there between the two. And um, and then, of course, hybrid is just a combination of the stay home and the on campus. So there's, you know, three different choices there that you have. And um, I heard that some people said, you know, my child just did really well at home and I'm considering keeping my child home and, 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 and schooling them. So, uh, you know, you just, it just depends on your circumstances. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, since I started hearing the stories of the schools that were opening and that have opened and that there's been an outbreak in the schools, I was a little concerned about that because I've been told, you know, that kids can't catch it and they're not symptomatic if they do have it. And, you know, and here you have a bunch of kids that have come down with it and have gotten sick. So uh, that might has made me kind of rethink, well, you know, is there something to it? And, and do we need to be a little more cautious? I don't know how much more cautious we can be. Um, they've really put a lot of great guidelines and policies in place for us to follow in order to stay safe. Um, but, you know, I just, I think you just have to go with your gut feeling what is best for your family. And if you have a child that is at risk, that has, uh, maybe other health issues, maybe it's best for them to stay home because that you don't want to jeopardize that. I know that one concern has been parents that have had children with disabilities. Uh, and if this is what's causing you to send them to school because they do have uh, special needs, you can contact the school counselor. And just ask them, you know, I'm concerned about sending, but my child does have special needs or they need speech therapy or they need, you know, some of these things that they're not able to get at home. What do we do? Maybe the hybrid situation is good for you because they can go to their special needs classes that they need and they can be at home for some of the others. So it's limiting their time there. They're not there the whole time, which certainly can make a difference as well. So I'll have to tell you, I, I just over the past week and some of the cases that I've heard, I, I was rethink, rethinking it just a little bit. And certainly a lot of parents are watching it very closely. I think what we're going to see is kind of a slow ramping up when school starts. Mm -hmm. Older kids that are involved in extracurricular activities at school are very excited about getting back into school. Mm -hmm. They're their functions were cut short last year, and they are ready to go, and they're advocating for being able to go back to school. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you'll see is uh, schools will start up, and if the reports are good over time, more kids will go back to school. Mm -hmm. uh, kids are going to miss not having that social time. Mm -hmm. All the other kids are at school, and I have to be at home, and they're going to advocate to go to school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's going to be a, a gentle, positive pressure towards 
going back to school. And as we get more comfortable with the situation, as we see whether these reports are true, that uh, children are less symptomatic, children are less susceptible, children handle it much better. Uh, you know, the one area that could uh, throw a monkey wrench into the whole process is if the virus starts getting passed around at school and then it's taken into homes in the community, then that can be that can be a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as kids wanting to go to school and the ramping down of uh, positive cases, uh, I just feel like that's that's what we're going to see. I think a lot of kids are going to want to go to school. Even younger kids are excited about going to school. You know that old joke that most of the kids polled from last year hope they have a different teacher this year. <laughs> they had their parents for their teacher last year. So there's a there's a hunger for it. There's a desire for it. And there's a lot of good news, a lot of positive news, a lot of positive empirical data that uh, if you are concerned, you can uh, educate yourself on that information and make an informed choice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, things are changing almost daily or weekly. Oh, it's uh, amazing to, to try to, to keep it. up with everything. Mm-hmm. And you just uh, you just do the best that you can with your kids, and you know um, if if you're going to be one of these parents that's allowing your kids to go do all these other activities and be with kids and socialize and do all of these things, but you're not wanting them to go to school. Well, you know you might think that I think the schools are providing a very safe environment. I think Absolutely. they're all working very diligently to provide the safest environment they can for the staff. And four of the students. And so I think you can feel assured that things are going to be done right and well uh, in the schools and that they're going to do their very best to minimize any cases of anything. Um, So that's one good thing. But, you know, if you're allowing your kids to go do all these other things, you know, school might not be a bad idea. But if you're one that's just really keeping your child home and you're keeping your distance and you're, you know, you're really just kind of staying close to home, and not doing any of these other things, and you prefer to keep your child at home, then that's fine. Maybe you're homeschooling, and nothing's going to change for you. You know, you're just going to continue on with your homeschooling program and do the little things that you do out to socialize and get your kids going, and and they do. There's a lot of programs through homeschooling parents that get together and socialize together. They have their own little network that they keep kids going and doing different things, and so uh, you know, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I'm I am an advocate for kids that get homeschooled. I think that it's a good way to go uh, for some kids, and some kids need to you know be in school, and some kids benefit you know very well from homeschooling. So, again, what is best for your child? Only you know that as a parent. We could have never homeschooled our son, our no. two daughters maybe, but not our son. I mean, he mm-hmm. was just not a homeschool type kid. Mm-hmm. And if you've got one of those, you know, you make a great point. Some of these kids are out socializing and uh, being kids. But when it comes time to go to school, well, I don't think that's safe. I don't know if staff and faculty of these schools have ever worked harder in the history of education than they're working right now to make a safe environment. I mean, mm-hmm. 
how hard they must be working. And every thought is, how can we make it safe for these kids and for ourselves? I mean, Mm -hmm. the teachers are at risk. Mm -hmm. When you see 30 kids an hour and that changes every hour, you know, maybe they're going to change the way they do things and have stay in one class with one teacher. Mm -hmm. They call that bubbling up. Mm -hmm. And... Well, and I think that they would keep the kids in one class and teachers would travel instead Uh, of the kids traveling because they're still going to teach their one subject that they have or the two subjects that they have. So um, they're, you know, they're prepared to do what they're used to doing. So, but they'll just go from class to class. And there's a lot of alternatives and I'm sure they have looked at all of them. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't that long ago that people were talking about year-round school. Mm-hmm. And now they're talking about not going to school at all. Mm-hmm. So there's, that's not going to happen. But mm-hmm. what will happen is remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it may go to year-round school where there's periods of times where they're in school, where there's lower risk of other illnesses, including the coronavirus, and going to school when there's, you know, not. Have your summer in the winter. That's yeah. very, and, very you know, the real. Maybe... Um, where they kind of change the calendars a little bit instead of having just a traditional calendar, they may be going in times when uh, you wouldn't traditionally go. You're not in school in November, December, and January. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you still have sports, and so that's that's part of – part of school and kids don't want to give that up and I don't blame them you know that's a it's a very good thing to be involved in sports has proven that it gives the kids a lot of self-esteem and sure. um, and in the technical world that we live in today where they're sitting down and watching a lot of phones and computers and video games and all of that they need to get out and participate sure. in these activities so I'm all for that and um, in doing that, the safest that we can, because kids need to be out exercising and doing different things like that. So, you know, how would you handle that if you changed everything around? So who knows? You know, you've just got all these different things to consider. And and again, I think it just changes as the needs arise, and you just deal with it the best that you can at the time. One other idea I heard was run a like a university-type schedule where half the kids mm-hmm. go on Monday, Tuesday, Friday, mm-hmm. or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the other mm-hmm. half go on Tuesday, Thursday. Like a block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, block. So mm-hmm. there's very creative minds that have the children's best interest mm-hmm. at heart, and they're going to do what's right mm-hmm. for our kids. I just have to believe that. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't think every plan fits every school district. That's true too. I think there are school districts that are a little more overcrowded and they have to take other things into consideration. There are school districts that maybe don't have as many kids and they can allow, um, you know, maybe different, different situations. They wear the mask out in the hall, but maybe in the classroom when there's just five kids, they can social distance enough where they don't have to have it on while they're doing their schoolwork. Uh, that certainly is, you know, something that you can think about. So, you know, the needs are different based on what area you live in and what uh, your situation what is. What your situation is, absolutely. And and I really do believe that the school districts are are just dealing with their... The best they can. The best that they can. You know, in the recent past, it's been uh, parents, this is the program, make it work. Mm-hmm. And now it's parents get a chance to choose... Mm-hmm. and say, this is what works for us, schools, mm-hmm. you make it work. Mm-hmm. And so it's really uh, 
changed around a great deal. And everybody's involved now. Mm -hmm. Rather than educators dictating, parents have a lot of uh, input. Students mm -hmm. have a lot of input. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of conversation going on. Mm -hmm. Now, educators can only do what they can do. So mm -hmm. you just can't come up and say, I want you all to do this and expect them to mm -hmm. do it. But mm -hmm. there is a lot more of that interaction. And parents have an opportunity to do what's best for them and their kids. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing wrong with that. So I want to close with some of the items that we have before we announce our winner. And I've got somebody for you to draw a drawing here and for you to draw a name out and for you to announce our winner. Um, but before we get to that, which we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes, I um, want to close with saying, you know, if you're if you're choosing to keep your child home and school, we really want we did a lot of talking about going to school and how to send your kid to school uh, during all of this um, mess. And so if you're choosing to stay home, remember we had talked about this a few weeks ago, but we'll close with it, that provide a, a, a good place for them to be able to study, for them to be able to work, um, a place where they can um, focus and be sure that you allow them, you know, breaks where they can get out and get a little bit of exercise and, you know, doing fun things. And some of the things that I mentioned in the opening comments, if you have a kindergartner that's going to school or a pre-K that's going to school for the first time, you know, that first day of school ever in their career, in their whole school, uh, you know, maybe they're not going to school. And that can be a sad memory, not only for the child. They don't really know. They will know when they're older. But a parent, you know, they're missing out on that, taking a picture in front of the school, you know, when they first go and with their teacher. And so, but you can still do those things, you know, still dress them up and give them their little backpack and their school supplies and, you know, take a picture and have those memories and, you know, try to bring that blend and that balance of going to school and being at home and um, not robbing them of those things that they would experience if they were on campus, but trying to provide and improvise a little bit and doing them at home with them. And I think that that will really help as well for kids that have to be home. There are some kids that just have compromised immune systems and different things going on and they just cannot go. So make it special for them. And if you have seniors you know, and you're, and you're having to stay home, bless your heart. A lot of them got robbed of it last year with sports and a lot of different things. And that was just thrown at us. Nobody had, you know, we had to make a plan quickly. Now you have a little bit of a, an, of a time to make a plan. You're making a plan and preparing, uh, for that. And so, um, but I would, I would prepare for that as a plan B as well, because again, you never know when they're going to say we're not having school this week or we're not having school because of this or that or whatever. And you need to be prepared for your child to continue with their education. So with that being said, be sure that you have a place for them at home uh, as an alternative if they need to have that for them to be able to stay focused and stay on track. Because the biggest thing is kids have fallen behind uh, during this whole process and we want to prevent that from them getting any further behind and being able to continue on without any hiccups no so, hiccups no hiccups all right well we've got a, a lot of names here for you to draw from and i'm going to give you a little drum roll and you can draw a name out and then just tell us who it is that you're drawing there you've got uh, names there that you can Pull out. We had several people that participate in the drawing, and so who do you have? Our winner is. We have a winner. I didn't hear the drum roll. Oh, I'm sorry. You already pulled out, so. What a drummer. 
<laughs> Tiffany Villarreal. Okay, so our winner is Tiffany Villarreal. You are the winner of our um, back-to-school giveaway. You can pick that up here at KNEL uh, during our business hours during the week, and that would be 8 to or 9 to 5. You have to and pass so, a spelling test before we let <laughs> no, you No, you don't. No, you don't. But there's a lot of goodies in there if you have kids. Hopefully you have kids. And if not, you can share it with somebody that does because they will enjoy having that and appreciate having those extra supplies, even if they're to be sent home or if they're at home or whether they're going to school and sometimes it's good to just have those things at home anyway remember spelling tests and Mm -hmm. vocabulary tests yeah i remember those Mm -hmm. and math tests yes all those fun things well you know your kids are going to be doing those regardless of where they choose to be doing school whether that's at home or whether that's in the classroom Uh, so gear up for school uh, get those nutritional lunches made, whether they're at home or whether they're going to school. Some of you will be packing. Also, a lot of school districts, including the Brady ISD, has announced that they would, um, and they're encouraging, and I know this is really across the board, a lot of, almost all um, school districts are encouraging that if you have a child that usually rides the bus, they're encouraging you to take your child and pick up your child or carpool, uh, walk with your child to school. It's a great way to get exercise. Um, if you need bus service, call, and they will. you have to register your child if you need bus service. But if you can get by without using the bus service, they're going to try to limit that the best that they can because that is another open door where they just have to be concerned with kids um, being together and you know disinfecting after kids get on and off and all of that. So there'll be minimal a bus service in a lot of districts. Uh, they are going to provide it, but they would like for you to, uh, they're strongly encouraging that you try to make another plan if so possible. And if not, then call and register your child for bus service and they'll be sure that your kids get to school and get home. So with that being said, lots of different things back to school. And uh, this, of course, was our tax-free weekend this weekend where parents were able to go and buy school items at tax-free here in Texas. And so uh, you probably got home. And if you have more than one child, or even if you have one, your bank account's been hit a little bit. Uh, Things like that are not cheap. So it's been... A little bit of a, a little bit of a break when you don't have to pay tax, but it's it's still expensive if you have kids. I like the way early in the program where you said even if you're not going back to school, you can go back to school shopping. I thought, <laughs> good, that's true. A woman will find any way. Thought to go. we had a break. Yeah, yeah, a woman will find any way that she can go go shopping. Wear those clothes in the kitchen <laughs> or living room or whatever. I'm going to end it right here. Thank you so much for being with us tonight and inviting us into your home. We love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. And I'm Rudy Rule. And we want to uh, remind you that our winner, before we leave again, our winner was Tiffany Villarreal. She was the winner of the Back to School Um, giveaway. So we'll be here at uh, KNEL for you to pick up uh, during our business hours. So don't forget. And we'll put that on Facebook and announce that as well. So she will know. So again, we want to thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your Sunday evening. God bless all of you that are sending your kids to school and keeping them home. You need it. I'm Debbie Rule. I'm Rudy Rule. We'll see you next week right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Have a blessed week. 
Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on Can Hill 95.3 FM and canhillradio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Music.